Next Talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today, we are doing a show in real time. It is week three of Parenting in a Pandemic. How are you, girl? How are you? I mean, it is. we are there. We're in the thick of this whole new world. Well, we haven't seen each other in weeks, right? And yeah, um, yeah. We're, we're recording this show from our closets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is not just our closets. It is our closets sitting on a squatty potty with my laptop up on my jewelry box. It is the whole thing. And the whole picture is hilarious. We are all praying right now. We are both praying that our kids aren't wrecking the house. <laughs> I told them, do not knock on the door unless it's an emergency. I have said, please don't come into my closet unless someone is dying for the next 30 minutes. I'm recording yeah. a show. <laughs> Radio is happening up in here. <laughs> oh, this is what it's like to parent in a pandemic. Oh, my word. You know, I think it's fair to say that overnight, everyone's world has changed and changed in a lot of different ways, even if it's a small change to a huge overhaul of your household and lifestyle. This has meant change for almost everyone on the planet. Well, and we're we're just all of a sudden having different roles. And, you know, we the outlets that we had before, like like going out and seeing our friends or, you know, having the quiet time at home while the kids are at school, in my case. Like that, that's been taken. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds awful because, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I know that stuff doesn't really matter. You know, there are people dying, and I feel like that is, that has really hit me hard this week. Like, it's been my hardest week so far is just seeing the faces of people. And then I'm like, okay, I'm fine. You know, like, why am I upset about my schedule? But then at the same time, I'm still overwhelmed, you know? It, I think it's really important for us to recognize that there's a lot of comfort and peace in knowing what's coming. And that often comes from schedules. And everyone's schedule has changed now. And so there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of, like you said, new roles that we're trying to fill and fit in and do well that we were thrust into quickly. And it's just feel it just feels kind of crazy, to be honest. Well, and I feel like we need to be, I've seen so many people comparing, you know, like, well, we don't have it that bad because we've got food and we, but we're still feeling all the things, you know, and I, yes, we are okay. You know, everyone in my family is healthy. We have food. We found some toilet paper, thankfully, you know, we're good. Like we're good. And it could be way worse, but we also have to recognize we're still dealing with a lot of different things and it's still scary for us and there's still fear there. And, and like you said, the unknown, like we don't know what's coming next. Um, I loved, you know, we had that licensed professional counselor. I love Jamie on the show last weekend. And I've been thinking a lot about what she said about, you know, like it's raining today and we have to deal with the rain and the flood today, but don't think about the tornado that's coming. Like it may not come and we don't need to go there until we're, we have to deal with it. Yes. Really good advice. 
it is really good advice if you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, but I think one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is the rain. And it is raining. And that changes things. You know, you have to get out your umbrella when it's raining. You put on your galoshes because you don't want to get all wet. And I think that's one of the things that we need to address here today is that what you're feeling is real. And you, it's, you know, despite the fact that, yes, you have toilet paper and you are going to be okay and all of those things, what you're feeling in this moment is a real and valid feeling that you just need to take a minute to process. Um, I, I have really been thinking a lot about those moments in marriage or with my kids. I know for me in particular, there have been times where I've been looking at my husband and feeling these strong emotions like, this is so hard and it makes absolutely no sense to him. Like he can't understand why I'm crying or upset or feeling devastated in this moment. And if I'm being quite honest, the next day, it does seem a little crazy. But in that moment, and you know, we've all been there, it's very real. And I just need him to let it be real for that moment so I can process it, get it out, work through it, and then we can move on. But if he tries to rush me through that moment or if he tries to fix it in that moment, it's, it makes it worse. And yeah. I think that's what's going on with a lot of us. We're not allowing each other to process how we're feeling. Well, you know, my husband, he, he loves to fix things for us and, you know, take care of things for us. And I, I love that about him. I love that quality in him. But, you know, the other day I had to be like, I just need a hug. I don't need a pep talk. I don't need a 10 things that we're grateful for. Like, I just want a hug so I can cry right now. Like, because I just need to feel what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that kind of caught him off guard because he was like, oh, I was just trying to fix it for you. I was trying to help you. I was trying to give you a pep talk. And like, I don't need that. And I think now more than ever, I we need to identify like what would make us feel better and then be able to communicate that with our spouse or our kids. Um, and I know for me, it was a process in just understanding what I needed because I wasn't quite sure. I just felt awful. Um, this has been a hard week for me. I'm not going to lie. This has been, there's been some tears. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, I think just seeing the deaths and people struggle already and the loss of jobs already, um, you know, I know there's more to come and, you know, mentally I'm trying to prepare for that. And it's just, it's overwhelming, which led me to, you know, take one day at a time, like what, like what Jamie said on the show. And I like what you said, just get out the umbrella, like deal with what we have to deal with today. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, create a barricade and go into a shelter because there is not a tornado here yet. Um, but for, you know, for some there is. But for most of us, it's still the rain. And it's an inconvenience and it's a change of lifestyle. But it's going to be okay. Um, but as we process that and figure out what our new norm looks like, it's okay to feel those feelings. And that's one of the things we just really wanted to share here today with your spouse, with your kids, with yourself extend some grace and allow them to feel those things before you push them into a new space or give them the pep talk. I think it's really important. We've talked about this on social media this week. Um, check in on your kids. You know, how are you doing? And if they say something crazy, like I, one of my kids the other night was like, I really think this is never going to end and everybody's going to end up dying. And that's big words for a little person. And it would have been easy for me. I, I think, you know, my first kind of instinct was 
oh, that's crazy. No, that's not going to happen. There will be an end and, you know, we're fine. But those were real feelings for him and he needed to let it out and, you know, process it with me. So I just listened and we just talked about God's promises and we talked about being faithful and trusting in the plan that he has and that we don't know what's going to happen, but he's provided for us and we are okay for now. And that's all, all we need to do is focus on the now. Um, and I think that's a space where a lot of us are in. And so it's important to check on your spouse. It's important to check on your kids and let them process what they're feeling, even if it doesn't make sense to you. You know, even before this whole thing started, Kim, one of the things we would always say is meet your kid or meet your spouse in the moment. Like meet yeah. them. And that's kind of what we're saying here. Like let them feel, um, you know, we don't want them to get stuck there. And, and sometimes feelings are, they do lie to us. You know, I love that Jennifer Rothschild quote, feelings are powerful, but they don't always represent truth. You know, it's okay to feel the feelings and identify them and see, but then speak them out loud and then sometimes realize, okay, we are okay. This, you know, my feelings are getting the best of me right now. My feelings are making me spiral. And that way we're able to, you know, draw it back in and again, then just focus on the rain and not what's to come or not what we're worried about or the what ifs of tomorrow. Because we can't control it anyway. Um, And, you know, I think here's a good place to say, pick your person if you can. I think a lot of us, because we're cooped up in our homes, um, we're just kind of throwing up on whoever we see first. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It might be the dog. It might be our five-year-old. It might be our spouse. But if you can run to the closet, if you can go take a walk and call your friend who you know is going to be in it with you for the moment, pick your person if you can. That will help to ease some of the tension and the feelings that you're feeling. If you feel like your spouse is in a good place and able to process with you in the moment, then by all means, go for it. But sometimes in these moments, we can tell that our spouse or, you know, maybe our friend is really struggling. And so if you can pick another person to process with, do it. So I I had a, I had a moment this week and it was at 4am. So my person, you, (laughs) you, you were asleep. And so I couldn't contact you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could have, you you wouldn't have gotten mad at me, but I didn't want to. I would not. I would not have gotten mad. I knew that I was at a place where I needed to feel all the things, but I knew I was okay. You know what I mean? And so I I woke up with this image in my head about a Bible verse that I had read months ago. And um, it was in Exodus 17. And it's when Moses is leading the slaves out of Egypt, you know, the Israelites. And um, God is helping them do all that. And um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought because I'm getting text messages through my phone. Life still goes on. I mean, parenting in a pandemic. This is what it's like recording from the closet. But it was in Exodus 17, and um, Moses was leading the Israelites out. And um, he, they. it was this really cool thing. They got attacked because, you know, they didn't want him to leave. And any time, the Bible says that any time Moses held up his staff, that the Israelites were winning and they were going to escape, Right. But any time they let this, he let the staff go, the other people started taking over. The Amalekites, is if I'm saying that correctly, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I think it's the Amalekites. Okay, Amalekites. You know me. I'm not a good. I'm, I don't do well with pronunciation. So it's the thought that counts. Yes, you get the story. <laughs> so um, 
Anyway, the verse that I loved is um, where it said, I think it was 12. I can't rem- really remember right now, but um, it said Moses's arms got tired of holding up the staff so that they could win the battle. And so um, Aaron and her put a stone down and let Moses sit down. And then they got on each side of Moses and held up his hands. And because he was so tired, he couldn't do it. And um, I loved that picture of just two people you love beside of you, like your best friends helping you hold up, you know, holding up your arms. And because of that, the Israelites won that battle. They defeated it because of teamwork. And I just had this image at 4 a.m. of like holding each other up during this time. You know, in, in like you holding me up when I'm when I'm having a moment, but but also like our family members, like talking to them about this and and saying to our spouse and our kids, hey, there may be times when I need to be held up by you. Like I need a minute because yes. I'm not doing well and that's OK. And so just tell me when you need me to hold you up or, you know, just come up with a phrase in your family where it's like a signal. Um, but I just thought that was so powerful And I was so thankful to God to wake me up at 4 a.m. and give me that image and take me back to that scripture that I had read like a month ago, probably. Well, and that absolutely makes the most beautiful point that sometimes when you pick your person, your person is Jesus. You know, there's no one else around. You are having a meltdown and you just need to get on your knees and pray. You need to get in the word. Sometimes that's just the space that you need. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by the PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. If you're just now tuning in, we were talking about being able to like just wrap our head around what we're feeling and like give ourselves grace to feel the things that we're feeling right now Um, because it's so hard and you get on social media and everybody's like, stop complaining if everything's fine in your life. But at the same time, like we're all struggling. We've all been affected differently. And I think it's okay to feel all those things. Um, And we were just talking about that. You know, Kim, earlier I was telling you about how, like, I just wanted a hug. I don't need a pep talk. I don't need, I just want a hug um, from my loved ones. Like, that's what I need right now. But I think it's really important to note that different people need different things. Some people do need a pep talk. Um, Some people want to just put on makeup to make them feel better. Yes. Some people want to, I mean, whatever it is, um, I will tell you, like, Worship music and reading the Bible are my lifeline right now. Like when I feel myself getting overwhelmed, that's what I go to. And I think the key is to figure out what makes you feel better and also like identify like what do you need from your people and then communicate that to them. 
Absolutely. I think that's so important. And and that goes well with our point of just giving yourself permission to feel your feelings, learning how to process them, um, not beating yourself up for feeling them. Because I, I have talked to so many moms, you know, being that I homeschool most of the time, this transition has been a little bit different for me than most of my friends. Um, and I've talked to so many moms who are beating themselves up and they're like, I'm failing. This is awful. I feel so overwhelmed. It's okay to feel all those things. First of all, they're really not true at all. What you're doing is not homeschooling, number one. And once you start to feel them, communicate them, like like you said, to your spouse and to your people. Like, this is what I'm feeling, and it, and it may not be real, but I just need a minute, and here's how I need a minute. And, you know, like for me, I have to have sunshine. And with the allergies being so bad right now, it's been very hard being cooped up in the house and not getting outside and exercising and listening to music on a walk outside. Um, So I've had to communicate that to my family. And they are so much more understanding and supportive when I tell them I feel crazy because this is happening. Then they're just not blindsided by me being crazy. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. Well, and I think that, you know, I think the other thing that is so important to communicate here is that if strong, healthy families and marriages are probably going to struggle in this, like just because you're struggling doesn't mean your family's unhealthy or your marriage is unhealthy or that you're spiraling or you're going to end up in divorce. Like everything is falling apart. Yes. Everything is falling apart. And it, it can feel that way for sure. Well, and I feel like Satan works in that to make you feel like your family's not good enough or, you know, and I, get rid of that like that. Let that go, um, because e- even if you're struggling to find like a new norm and a new balance, that's OK. I think that's like so natural. Um, and comparison here is the thief of joy. We all know that. And I, again, with the social media, I've heard people say, well, this family, they're doing this and that and they're just making the, the best of this. And it's just amazing. And we're, you know, watching movies. Well, if watching movies is what's bringing you together and helping you through this, then that's amazing also. It's okay to find something different that works for your family. Give yourself the grace and the space to do that. Well, and you know, in the first half, you said pick your person. And you know, you're outside of Jesus and Matthew, you're my person. And I remember calling you recently or texting you or something and you just saying how much I was struggling, you know, because I'm used to... I'm used to alone time during the day and being very productive at work. And now I am not productive at work because I'm balancing all these things. And so I feel like I'm not good at anything. And I loved what you said to me because, you know, in my mind, oh, you've got it all figured out because you homeschooled before and you're just doing, you're just la 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 happy over there. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved what you said to me. You were like, listen, this is an adjustment for us too. Like we're struggling because like we, we had playgroups like every day and we were going out. Like we didn't never, we never stayed home this much. Yeah, And so that's the, like you were saying, the comparison, we always see that post on social media and we're like, well, uh, what? We've really got to let that go right now. I mean, it has never been more important to like give yourself grace. Yes. And and so as you're doing that, extend it to your family and friends as well. You know, like you were talking about earlier with your husband giving you a pep talk and all the things in the middle of your breakdown. Um, and I was saying how I had been there where I had broken down with my husband. He's like, what in the world is happening right now? I think we need to know when 
it's time to nudge someone forward. You have to judge when it's time to nudge. Uh, It's just one of those things. It is not always the time right when someone is emotional and breaking down and spiraling in the moment to say, it's fine. You know, look what they're having to deal with over here. And you've got this, that and the other. And, you know, Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's not always the best time. That feels dismissive and it feels condescending and it feels like they don't really care about your feelings. And so if, but if you meet them in the moment and you let them feel all the things, then in the right time and God will show you the right time, you're saying we may need to nudge them so they don't get stuck there. We don't want people getting stuck in a pit. And I loved what you said, you know, um, let God help you judge when you nudge, you know, like allow that Holy Spirit to show you that time and that place when you say, okay, listen, I know this is hard, but we got to move forward here. Yeah, because we are going to be okay, and we are blessed and we are in a space that is easier than a lot of people. Um, That may be your situation, but you may not be ready to hear that yet. And that's okay. So take your time and in the way that you help move someone along and make sure you're doing it in a space when it's going to be received well and actually helpful. And, and honestly, I think most of the people that you're going to nudge along are going to be people that are your accountability partners and that your loved ones, you know, don't, I, I don't know. It's hard to nudge people along on social media. Be careful with that guys. Be, be real careful about being judgment on social media right now and leaving snarky comments to people. I mean, people are, some people are, you know, on the edge and it's hard. So refrain, you know, don't, don't be judgmental. Don't be, um, you know, just again, allow grace your, to yourself and to others. I think an important thing to remember right now too, is it's very easy. Um, I do this all the time. It's very easy to think that what's going on with you is going on with everybody else. And that's not the case. Everybody's situation is different. Um, If you live in a different part of the country right now, what you're dealing with is very different than what we're dealing with. If you live in a different part of the world right now, the restrictions and the way your life is moving forward is very different than what's happening in my town. And so it's not fair for me to put out a blanket statement like you're going to be fine. It does feel dismissive. And so I think this is just such a beautiful time to love our neighbors in a way that is gracious, someone who just is willing to listen and to be supportive um, from from your neighbor literally next door, helping out, sharing toilet paper, being a listening ear when you can, to, like you said on social media, when people are just struggling, not attacking them in their moment of weakness. This is a great time for us to be Jesus to people in a whole new way and out of our own struggles, sharing some empathy with someone that maybe is alone and doesn't know the gospel. I mean, this is a great opportunity for that. If we can kind of step outside of ourselves as we're processing what we're going through and realize that others need help, too. You know, Job 2.13, it's one of my favorites. It says, you know, that his friends sat with him for seven days and seven nights. And it said, no one said a word for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. And I just love that because it's everything we've been talking about with meeting people in the moment, like just being there for them, you know. And then we we talked earlier about um, Aaron and her holding up Moses's arms and carrying Moses in that moment of weakness. And, and that's what we're going to have to do. Like, we're going to have to rise up and hold each other up. And it's okay when we, when we have a moment of weakness, too. 
um, like you said, contact your person, reach out to a, a spouse, uh, you know, get in the word. Like that is so important. Get in the word right now. Yeah. Yeah, whatever your thing is, I, I would really suggest if you're part of a church, stay connected with the online services. A lot of churches are doing Bible study with their small groups still um, online every week to stay supported. Um, and I've even seen friends who are meeting um, in like restaurant parking lots and parking like far away from each other, like 15 feet away and sitting in their cars, like opening up the back trunk and sitting in their cars and just enjoying seeing them face to face from a distance. There are ways we can still stay connected and support each other through this crazy time without judging each other, but still nudging each other when the time is right. And at Next Talk, you know, we recognize you have a lot of time now with your family. And really, we can capitalize on it by talking so much with our kids, like creating so much open communication right now. And um, for that reason, we've made our video study, our nine-week video study, free right now. Um, yeah. You can text free video study, all one word together, to 44222. I know of some people that have taken advantage of this and they're watching the videos on their own and then they group chat about it or they have yeah. create a closed Facebook group. Like we're trying to just create as much community for you guys as necessary that we can do in, in a way that we can also social distance. So as you're living through this pandemic with us, keep in mind, one, give yourself permission to feel your feelings. Give yourself some grace. Number two, give others permission to feel their feelings. This is not the time to judge. And number three, allow God to help you judge when to nudge. I miss you, girl. I miss you, too. <laughs> I wish we could have done this in person. Yes. Better than nothing, though. To all of our listeners out there, we are praying for you. And take this one day at a time. We're, we're going to get through this together. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?